Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Hey, Alan. So, Tom, new car sales in July, the first month of the 222 registration, were 21,902, down 17.3% compared to the same month last year. Sales so far this year are down 3.6%, but apparently there has been an increase in uptake in electric vehicles. Is that true, Tom? That's true. Um, so, yeah, disappointing result for July, which is our second busiest period of the of the year. But you've got to get in behind that then and see why that's happening. And obviously, it's down to the well-documented problems with global supply. So there is demand there in the Irish market for both new cars and used cars. But we're struggling on both ends because we're struggling to get the supply into the Irish market, as are other countries, because the vehicles are just not being produced. And this is down to semiconductors, global wars, that type of stuff. So it, it's, it's, it's a problem for us at the moment. And it's a problem then for the state, consequentially, because we need to reduce our transport emissions. And to do that, we need to have a buoyant new car market to produce no, more electric vehicles to get into the fleet to produce more used cars. So, yeah, but on, on, the, on the flip side of that, the, the electric vehicle market is still growing strongly. It would be much better if, uh, if we had more new car availability. But, yes, it's 80% up year-on-year growth. And now the market share of the new car market is around 13% for electric vehicles. It's miles away from where it needs to be. We've probably got about 2.3 million cars and trucks in the Irish fleet and of those about 60,000 are now electric so it's a tiny portion overall going in the right direction um, uh, but yeah need a more buoyant new car market to get more of them in there like normally you and I are, are clipping along but I have some time to talk to you about this today because people have said when I got you on the next time to talk a little bit more about how you go about purchasing a vehicle an electric vehicle how you then get used to driving it and a lot of people complain about how quiet the vehicles are and they're concerned when they're driving that sometimes people don't hear them are aware of them so there's a lot to talk about electric vehicles first of all let's look at the whole concept of an electric vehicle how viable is it for people to purchase them? Well, that, that's, that's exactly the first question you have to ask. You, so, you sort of got to look at your own driving experience and decide whether or not an electric vehicle with a certain amount of range is going to be suitable for you. So, and then we start to get into the infrastructure. So if, for example, if you, if you excuse me, I'll take Wexford and say somebody that's going, that's, that's living in Clonard and they do small amounts of runs around into town, out of town, most electric vehicles are going to be perfectly suitable. Most second-hand electric vehicles will be perfectly suitable. But on the flip side of that, if you get someone who's commuting to Waterford or to Dublin, they're going to need more range. So that's not a problem either because most vehicles now are, the new vehicles are coming in with maybe 450, 500 kilometres of range. So that's not a problem. So you, what you want is, in most cases, you're going to charge the vehicle at home and there's a 600 euro grant for the purchase of a, an EV charger for home. So that will work for most people. But then if you're doing any traveling or commuting, you, need, you either need your workplace to have a charger or you need fast charging on the way. So if you had fast charging in Arclo and you have a vehicle that does 450 kilometers of range and you're commuting to Dublin, that ain't going to be a problem for you. So, so it all really depends on the driving experience. The models and range that are available now have come on leaps in the last few years. So you have the most beautiful-looking uh, electric vehicles that are now available, where the early edition vehicles were probably not as attractive to everybody. And if you're going to buy a car, a lot of people want to buy a car on the looks of it as well. So we're getting to that point now where you have plenty of 
diesel and petrol vehicles that have an equivalent in electric and lots of electric vehicles that are coming out with their own designs now which are very attractive. You say so, 600 so, yeah. euro for a charger, Tom. Uh, that's the grant towards a charger. What would the actual charger cost? Have you any idea? Yeah, at, at, at most you're only, it's only going to cost you a couple of hundred euro more than that. And for many of the grant, depend, depending on where you are because obviously apartment dwellings are going to be more difficult. Um, if you're in a terrace, you know, housing, that might you might have you might have a little difficulty there but if you have your own driveway and the ability you're probably talking about getting one for 600 euro or maybe up to 800 euro how safe is it when you put your car i mean i see them around the place uh, where cars are actually parked outside these uh, electricity supplies and and then they're plugged in etc how safe is your car when you walk away and leave it i mean vandalism does it happen are these cars vandalized when they're being charged you you would think there would be an element of that, but in reality, no, it doesn't happen. I think probably if you're going to vandalise something that has electricity, you're going to have maybe double think before you do it. Um, but there is no worries about electricity. The docking stations are very very safe. The docking of the lead from the vehicle is you know it's separate from the vehicle itself, so the electricity supply going straight into your charger um, is very safe. And I would say probably not vandalised because. People know that this is an electric charger and, you know, I suppose, you know, most people, if they saw an electrical lead on the road or on a building site, they're not going to vandalise an electric lead anyway because of the fear that there might be, you know, there might be some danger to themselves. So, no, we, we, don't, have, we don't have vandalism experience. The key here is making sure that if, if 80% of your, of your normal driving experience is done by charging at home in an electric vehicle, that everybody has access to that and to yeah. be able to put an electric charger into your house or your apartment or your rented accommodation or your workplace or all of those. And when we do that, we get to a stage where people are very happy. You'll find that most people, first of all, it's the cost of an electric vehicle because they're more expensive. How so much more expensive for- are they, Tom? How, how, what are you paying over compared to, say, a standard... I'll get on to hybrids in just a second as well because people have I've got a text asking me to talk to you about, about hybrids and how they work. But compared to, say, a petrol or diesel car, how much more are you paying for an electric vehicle? So, well, again, as long as a piece of string, but you're probably talking about, you know, the 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 the, the grant for an electric vehicle uh, that's under fifty thousand euros to purchase price is ten thousand euro. Now, so at least ten thousand euro more expensive because so if you didn't get if you weren't able to get the grant and the grants are there at the moment, but every year when it comes to budget, the grants will be considered as whether they should continue to grant them. Now, ultimately, the government won't keep subsidising electric vehicles, but once they're ten thousand euro more expensive than your te- your petrol or diesel equivalent, it's going to be a much more difficult a decision for somebody if they have to put an extra €10,000 into a car to buy it, unless it's going to save them money in the immediate term. So for some commuters, they would save money, you know, they would save money quickly. But for most people's driving experience, if it's normal driving experience, they're going to need those grants to bridge the gap between a conventional vehicle and an electric vehicle. Even though the the demand is there, everybody wants one. Okay, so what's going to happen in 2030 then? Are diesel cars going to be a thing of the past? If you in 2030 have a diesel car, what happens to your car? Well, it won't be after like after 2030. The um, the Irish government has decided that no, they will no longer allow t- uh, the manufacture or the registration of t- of vehicles that are petrol or diesel in the Irish market. It's difficult to know what will happen in the lead up to that. We may end up with a situation where the diesel vehicle has a really attractive price on it because somebody will buy one and then drive it until 
it's you know, on to drive it for 12 years or something. I think 2040 is the year when, after that, you won't be able to get a vehicle NCT'd um, if it's a petrol or diesel vehicle as we move towards 2050 and, right. you know, and complete zero emission vehicles. Um, but so, so it's hard to know what will happen. I, I think if you go back to today and what, what needs to be done, the, th- the key element here is to get as many electric vehicles into the Irish fleet now as possible. Right. Like there are, the, the vehicles are there, so you need to get them in. And the reason is not just for the new car market. The reason is because we need to create a really strong used car market because most people aren't fortunate enough to have the money to buy a new car. So like anything, it's like the iPhone. The people who have money have to purchase them first. Um, and then what happens is it leads down then to the people that can afford the second-hand version of it, which is perfectly suitable for most people. But we need to have a lot of EVs coming into the market now to produce in three or four times or heading up to 2030, where there are lots and lots of really good quality second-hand electric vehicles that people would be able to purchase. A lot of people I know favour the hybrid, which means it's a mixture of both. So just There are various types of hybrids. What is the most popular hybrid in Wexford and in Ireland at the moment? So, yeah, so your hybrids are popular. I, th- I think the reason why the hybrids are most popular is because people see it as a stepping stone to fully electric. So if, if, you're, not, if you're somebody who's you know, unsure of whether or not you're going to make the full investment into an electric vehicle, and the electric vehicles are more expensive, is that a hybrid or a plug-in hybrid is the step in that direction. So the hybrid is regenerative electricity that's being created by the movement of the vehicle. So that's all internally done. There isn't a plug on the side of the car or anything like that. And then your plug-in hybrid, which then is the probably the next step in zone to make it simple the next step in zone is where you, d- you actually have electrical that you can charge so you can get your charger at home but that vehicle will have a petrol engine in it it could be diesel but predominantly petrol engine you will be able to charge it but you'll only be able to charge it up to maybe 50 kilometers so for somebody again if i go back to the example of somebody living in the outskirts of town they're only going in and out of town all the time a plug-in hybrid might end and it might mean that they're on electricity almost all of the time so if they do less than 50 kilometers in a day they might bring it back home charge it again top it up back to 50 electric so they may never so there are some cars out there that never use the diesel engine but it makes people much more comfortable to know that they have a diesel engine there that if they if they need it and the once the 50 kilometers of electric is gone then it immediately flips into the diesel and like you would you wouldn't even know it was happening so these are all the hybrid the plug-in hybrid they're the stepping stones to fully electric and in, in all countries that have been more progressive in this that we have you find that there's quite an element of that happening and then over time the electric starts to take over but we've no we've nowhere in europe that's at that stage yet um bar the you know the marquee countries like norway and denmark who are way ahead but the amount of incentives that they give to purchase electric vehicles make them far more beneficial than buying a petrol right. diesel. we're not at that point so you are basically saying we need more incentives here for people like us to switch over to electric or to hybrid I would say we certainly need to keep the existing incentives. Like, there's an acceptance that the government can't just keep funding people buying electric vehicles. But until we get to a critical mass of people buying them and we create a used car market, yes, the incentives are vital. Um, uh, this technology is much more expensive. New cars are going up in price anyway as we bring in more safety features, more like, more information that goes into the vehicle. And that's what people are demanding. So as long as electric vehicles are more expensive, which are going to be to at least 2025 to 2027, we are going to need at least the existing set of incentives kept in place uh, until such time as we reach mass adoption and that's that's some years away yet i have two quick questions to put you the first one is what happens in 2030 with a hybrid or plug-in hybrid will they also go the same way of petrol and diesel or, or like is a plan to have us all fully electric by 2030 
Yeah, what is plan? The plan is to have everybody that's either bringing in a car from abroad or registering a new vehicle that those will be electric vehicles. So the reality is, and um, that we're going to do just over a hundred thousand vehicles, new vehicles a year. If we were to reach the targets that have been set by government, um, and they are ambition, there's nothing wrong with ambition because mm. this is what we need to do. You know, we we need to fix our transport emissions, but we need to be bring we need to be sending about a hundred thousand electric vehicles now, um, and you know. And we're nowhere near that. We're 13% of the market, but we need to be 100% of the market. And every year we go backwards from that, bring, increases that figure that we have to get to. So we need a buoyant new car market, and we need to keep the incentives in place to make sure whoever can afford an electric vehicle does now, just to create that used car in four years' time or the used car in seven years' time that somebody can afford to buy. Right, there's, look, I'm going to have to leave it here, but just before I get on to my final question, a listener wants to know, how much does it cost to charge a plug-in hybrid car? Does anyone know, compared to, say, what you pay for a litre of diesel, can it, can it be equated that way, what, what it costs to charge a car compared to what you're paying for diesel and petrol? Can that be done? Yeah, yeah it can, yeah. It depends on the vehicle, it depends on the charge rate you're on, but you're talking about a fraction of the charge. You know, the, you, you know it'd be a small amount of money per... I'd hate to put an, a figure on it because it's so dependent. But yeah, like to charge the, the charging infrastructure that's out there now needs to be improved. We need more fast chargers. If you put fast chargers in all the big fitting stations that are on the main roads to Dublin, you know, to Waterford, to Cork, or, and all those roads around the country, if there are big fast chargers, that's what people demand. People won't mind spending money on that. When you're charging at home, and if you're on night saver electricity, and you're you're probably paying, you know, a, a, a tenth of what you'd be paying if you were putting petrol and diesel into Fair the vehicle. Enough. So they do save you money, uh, but you really have to have the, you have to go through your driving experience, you have to look at how much mileage you're doing a year, you have to look at a number of factors, but look, this is the way forward. Uh, I think it, it's good to see that the Zero Emission Vehicles Ireland Department has now been set up because they will come out with a lot of information about this, about driver experience, right. so people can put themselves in that position. So, yeah, that, that, that's a good sign, but we, we've a long way to go, Alan, but we're definitely on the road. Tom, final question. What's going to happen to vintage cars and lorries and tractors? That's a very important question. Uh, what's, the, what's the response to it? Yeah, there's, there's, there's no provision for those at the moment. At the moment, to get to zero emission vehicles, Vehicles on the road means that all those vehicles would no longer be able to operate. They wouldn't be able to. There's not. There's nothing designed for them at the moment to allow those vehicles to move past the 2030 targets or past 25. They're going to be around for another 20 years anyway. So it's not really something they need to be considered now. But yeah, I would say the the. Like you can see people that are retrofitting old vintage petrol and diesel vehicles now and putting electric vehicles, putting electric motors into them to be able to keep them going on the road yeah. and that there's, a, there's businesses set up to do that at the moment. So yeah, yeah, the, the jury's out on what's going to happen on that part. Yeah, I don't think we'll see days when petrol engines here right. in, in 25 years' time. Tom, I have to wrap it, but there are a lot of questions coming in about batteries and the cost of batteries. How long does the battery last? How much does it cost? I have to wrap it after this and uh, it yeah, certainly has it okay. certainly has triggered reaction from our listeners. Yeah. You're happy? Yeah, I'm very happy to come on again and talk Please about this. Do. The batteries, the early edition batteries, it was very fearful that they would not last, but they have lasted. So the likes of the Nissan Leaf and the Renault Zoe and those, the batteries have lasted really, really well on those. So much better than they expected. The cell, the, a battery is made up of multiple cells, and those cells can be replaced. So I, d I don't think anybody should really be worried about batteries. There's a whole other argument about the end of life and how we deal with batteries when they reach their end of life. But for the moment, a battery, t the batteries that are in the electric vehicles are not really the concern for anybody that's purchased them because they have quite a long life. They will reduce 
to some extent. You won't get the same level of range, but at the moment, the range is, is really, really good on all the new, and it's only going to get better. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.